There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. Welcome to your Hollywood crime scene mini episode. Hi. Hi, Desi. So we do have a, a top story, I guess. Um, it's a case that we covered uh, it was the preppy murder case. We did that episode a while about a while ago. It is the um, murder of Jennifer Levin, committed by preppy loser Robert Chambers. He was released from prison again. He went back to prison. He didn't get much time for killing Jennifer. It was basically uh, a miscarriage of justice. But he's such an idiot. Of course, he did things that landed him back in prison because he's an absolute piece of shit. But now he's out again. He was in prison for 15 more years for drug and assault charges, um, which was more than, I think it was about the same time he got for strangling Jennifer Levin, which is crazy. Um, so yeah, he's, he's back out. So watch out everyone. Stay away from this freak. Yeah. He sucks. Especially you, you ladies who probably don't listen to our show who love dating, um, people in prison and criminals. You can't change them guys. (laughs) (laughs) He's not going to change for you. I promise. This is not a great project. Please start making paper flowers, learn how to crochet. There are way better projects for you to get started on. Yeah. Don't go with him. Or adopt a um, difficult cat. Mm, great project. <laughs> That's the best best type of project if you want something difficult to fix. Um, okay, so this is also relevant to our interest. Did you see the viral story about a creepy painting of a child mm, in I a did. UK uh, charity shop, which I... I'm guessing is like a thrift shop in America. This this post went viral because this painting is possibly cursed. The shop manager says that they want nothing evil happened. She but the shop manager says nothing evil happened here, and she wants people to stop calling the or he wants people to shop, stop calling him because I guess wait what, are, what what's going on here? I'm Who? trying to decipher this insider headline. The shop manager says nothing evil happened here, meaning in the shop, I guess. Okay, okay. Based on having the picture there or the painting there. And he wants people to stop calling him. But to be fair, he did place the painting in the window with a sign that said possibly cursed, question mark. Didn't the sign in the, in the window on the painting also say something like I've been returned twice? right. So do you have the sign? You have the sign. Well, I don't see that one. I see the one that says possibly cursed. The initial post did have a sign that says returned twice, meaning people who bought it were scared and they returned the painting. Do you want to describe Uh, this painting? Yes. It's a painting. It looks like almost like a charcoal drawing of a little girl. She's wearing a pink shirt or top or dress. She's got a cute little um, brown bobbed haircut. So it looks a little vintage and she's staring 
as you do when you get your portrait taken. It's like a pastel drawing. Yeah, it's like a pastel. Um, but she, it's framed. It's like a framed portrait. Of it's a framed girl. portrait that's like clearly a family heirloom that someone put into a thrift shop, which I always am so disturbed when people just donate family photos. Because what's the story behind that? How did it end up in a thrift shop? Yeah. Because so, that is like a very common thing. Like you can go to any flea market in America and find somebody selling hundreds of just like photographs of random people. Yeah. So this guy, obviously he kind of likes the attention. I think, I think a lot of this is tongue in cheek. He thought he took the painting in, he liked it. He thought it was a nice, it is a nice sort of well done quality piece. It's not like bad. It it's a, you know, the artist is obviously really talented. He didn't think anything of it when he put it up for sale. A woman came in and she was also taken with this um, painting. And the next day she came in saying she couldn't stop thinking about it and had to buy it. So she bought it. This happens a lot. You see something, you go back, you just, it catches your eye, stays with you. You got to get it. Like me in that picture of the potato but that I still she, think of. But then she returned it. Well, we're getting there. So uh, so she got it. And then three days later, she brought it back saying there's something creepy about it. They had a creepy aura. Nothing good's going to happen from this picture, she said. Let me see it again. Let me see the picture again. I would buy this in two seconds. You know what? It is kind of creepy. I think all of these type of paintings are kind of creepy. And I'm saying this as someone who has a wall of clown art. In this very studio we record in. I just think that type and any painting of a child is always going to lean creepy, Mm. no matter how nice it is. Even if the child's expression is perfectly normal, there's just something about it where it's like something's going on there. (laughs) I just think it's hard to pull off. My dad has a portrait that was done of him when he was a child. I think it's very cute, but someone who is not his daughter might look at it and say, oh, that's creepy. Well, because there's just some, it's like not done really anymore, right? Yeah. People don't get portraits <laughs> of their children unless they're really rich. Right. So I think it has that vibe of like, oh, a rich per like rich people always have creepy elements to them, I think. Also, like you said, it is like kind of, a, seems like it's a more old fashioned practice. So you associate like this old Thing with possibly being haunted. So a second woman did buy the painting because when they put it online, I mean, I have to say, I was like, where is the shop? I'll buy it right now. Yeah. But I was like, oh, it's in the UK. Forget it. So some people went back to get it. A second woman bought the painting and she also bought it back three days later saying she was distressed um, and everything's gone wrong. I need to know more details. Like lady. she had bad luck. Yeah. Uh, he said to her, well, why don't you just destroy it? And she said, no, that would make it worse. (laughs) (laughs) Does she have like a a handbook for dealing with haunted paintings? I mean, I feel like that's what we need. Someone needs to come in. What's the proper disposal method for a haunted painting? This is what, remember that show I always talk about, Friday the 13th, they would know how to dispose of this item, the cursed object shop. Um, no one knows that show except for me. Uh, so <laughs> actually some of our Canadian listeners know because I think it was a Canadian produced show. So he said she could have it back if she wanted to. Um, she didn't want it. He put it back in the window and he's like, she's back. 
Now, this is the sign you were talking about. Sold twice and returned twice. Are you brave enough? This guy likes the attention. Oh, he loves it. And if I were him, I would also um, put a sign out front like that because it would draw attention to the shop. What's the shop's name? Um, I don't know. Charity shop. <laughs> it is not called charity shop. I don't know shop. what it's called. It doesn't say the title of the uh, shop in this article. Now, did you see the, um, the tweet from the woman who said that she thinks that that's her as a what? child? Yes. So I didn't see this in any of the stories, but I searched cursed painting uh, on Twitter because I was like, I want to do that story, I guess. And to save like um, a link to it or something on bookmarks. And well, first of all, there's a lot of people who are like, this is the most cursed painting. I want it. And people were sharing um, stories of other people other people. And I saw a tweet from this woman who said, I'm not being funny, but I think that really is a portrait of me as a child. How can I get this painting? I showed my mom and she said, that's you. I'd like to be reunited with my portrait, please. Wait a minute. Does, does her mom, does her mom even remember having that portrait painted? Well, that's what I was going to, Ask this woman. Because <laughs> she says, I think that's me. Yeah, because wouldn't the mom be like, yeah, you did have a portrait and done. And that's the one. And where is it? And we lost it. I mean, I wouldn't say, obviously she posted a picture of herself to say like, that's me. And she does look like the little girl, but the little girl's look is like not exactly. Also the picture she posted, that's clearly a photograph from like the early 90s. And this portrait looks like it was done in the 40s. In my opinion. Well, it could be the style, right? Because why would she... Um, let me see how old this woman is. Yeah, she looks young. I don't know. Why isn't she more... Yeah, why didn't the mom know? Wouldn't the mom know? That's a weird thing to forget that you had an elaborate portrait of your child done. I'm trying to see if she has any other... It looks like my granny too. Maybe <sighs> it's her granny. I mean, she's acting like this is like, wow, that's a really distinct face. It's not actually... Yeah. Um, but she is trying to get it. Anyway, uh, that's that story. I, I like a cursed painting. I would love to get a fucking creepy painting. Um, there's other Loch Ness Monster news. I feel like, I, I feel like this happens every month. But <laughs> <laughs> Who is reporting about Loch Ness Monster? HuffPo. Oh, good. You know? Um, there's a new hunt. People are not giving up on this beast. Um <laughs> Beast. <laughs> Beast. Um, so a massive new search for evidence of the Loch Ness Monster still hasn't turned up solid proof, but the team behind the, tunt, the hunt says there were some enticing signs um, that could mean that Loch, what is it called, Nessie, is out there. According to Alan McKenna from the Loch Ness Exploration, we heard some fantastic, bizarre sounds on Friday. He's excited. These are very distinctive noises, he said. The noises were not captured on audio, though. Well, so we have to take Alan's word for it. <laughs> the recording equipment wasn't plugged in. Come on. <laughs> That's something we would do. I know. I was like, who's in charge of this? This A podcaster? This, this, this trip was sponsored by Hollywood Crime Scene. <laughs> They they would they did the whole show without plugging the mic in, <laughs> which we we have done before, which we which we did do a few years ago when we had an important guest on. 
Oh, damn. That was like one of my lowest moments as a podcaster. Well, because we couldn't even re-record it at that point. Like with us, we just redo it even though we're like, no. Right. It's happened with us a few times, but when we had a guest on years ago, it was devastating. You can't ask them to do it all over again. And I didn't. And yeah. I was so humiliated. Yeah. Um, let's let's forget. Let's regress that memory. Seriously. Or repress. I'm, still I'm sorry. Um so it may, he said it may have been gas escaping <laughs> the lock. Wait, gas. wait, not, not the Loch Ness monster, but the lock, which wait, is like the lake, right? The lake farts. I guess. But how do you know it isn't the monster farting? That's a good question. If I was Alan and I'm just making shit up, I'd be more fun. Yeah. I would, <laughs> I would definitively say the noise we heard was the monster farting, farting. Now, I have a question. Yeah. Did you see Allie Siegel's TikTok about her theory about the Loch Ness Monster? I did, and I have the story. Okay, good. So this is not a new story, but I still like this the best as a theory. I agree with Allie. A professor a year ago said that he thinks the Loch Ness Monster is actually a whale's penis. Mm. And he, he, unlike Alan, who forgot to record, (laughs) this guy has evidence. He brought receipts and the receipts are images of whales' dicks, who were erect whales' dicks (laughs) that are floating above the water and are pretty similar looking to a Loch Ness Monster head. I have another question. Yes. Are there whales... In the Loch Ness, or in the net, what, what's the what's it called? Loch. In the Loch, like lake, but Loch. <laughs> <laughs> There's not whales in a lake. That's true. Is that connected to a larger body of water? Oh. Now he isn't necessarily saying it's the Loch Ness monster, but he's saying it's um, other sightings of various w- weird sea creatures have been uh, told throughout the history of time. Like people go off on their ship looking for Moby Dick or whatever they do. Yeah. And they're like, oh, lo and behold, <laughs> that's my ship talk. Low, <laughs> low on starboard side. <laughs> lo and behold. <laughs> low on starboard side. Hark. What is it I see? Bring me the telescope. Um, where, <laughs> what do you know is, how you, <laughs> sorry. What's happening? I have no idea. I'm still waking up, believe it or not. Love that. So what the hell? I thought this article had the pictures of the dicks. You got to go. I want to see those. You got to go to Allie Siegel's. No. No. Okay. Now look at this. I I love the side by side. Oh, whoa. (laughs) This, first of all, this is a wild dick. Okay. That is like the weirdest dick I've ever seen. And I've seen some weird dicks. Look, we don't need to know about your non-summer dicks. I've seen some weird dicks in sobriety. Okay. I mean, we all have. God bless them. But this is... Now, here it is attached. I, when I saw this, I was like, how, do, how does the whale get on top? First of all... <laughs> the female whale. That, how do you ride that? That dick looks like an alien dick. Why is it so slender at the it's, top? It's like a... It's a tentacle. It's like a tentacle without the suction cups, and it's fleshy looking. It's pink. It's like pinky. It's a little nice pink penis. Ooh, that one's a little more red rocket. Oh. Like a little cat. 
yeah. Red Rocket. Yeah. Um, that is a wild dick. Uh, I have to say, whales it's pretty crazy. Whales are freaky. Now you, you got to come up on a female whale. Oh my god! Let me see. This guy found a dick. He said it was the size of his leg. Look, a severed whale dick. Imagine finding that. Imagine finding that and you don't know what it is and then you have to take it to a scientist and they're like, that's a penis. And you're like, oh, great. I let my kids play with it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the heads up. Um, yeah. So I do feel like that's the best theory. But you're right. There aren't whales in the lock that we know of. What if there was a whale down there being like a little trickster? Right. Just kind of goofing off. Um, anyway, we'll always keep you posted Unlock Nest Monster Loot. I love I love cryptoids. Cryptids? Cryptids, yeah. Crypt, I like cryptoids. <laughs> cryptos, cryptozoology. Is that's that what my it's favorite called? paranormal subject. Really? I don't like aliens. Yeah. I'm not into it. Yeah. I just don't care. Um I like I okay. Here's how I feel about aliens. I believe in aliens, but UFO sighting stories bore me to death. Because I am weirdly skeptical about that. Here's my problem with aliens. Whenever they're like, we found alien life, it's always like, look, this cell on a rock from right. Mars. It's like, that's not an alien. Right. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's always a single-celled organism that's barely alive. Right. And it's like meaningless to me. It's like, no, you should, you know, wake me up when you find a gray. Yeah. With the big eyes. Right. <laughs> like the cover of Communion. <laughs> Um, okay, this is a great story, right up our alley. I love it. This couple's engagement photos went viral. They said people thought they were taken in Italy, but the couple actually took them in front of an olive garden. I saw this. I love them. They're so cute. They're lounging about, and they're cute. Like the guy's wearing a little white shirt with his khakis. She's wearing a white dress with her little tan shoes. And they're lounging about in front of what looks like cobblestone building. There's some olive, you know, some shrubbery. There's a terracotta pot. It's straight out of Tus- under the Tuscan sun. Now, did this couple try and pass this off legitimately as if their wedding was in Tuscany? Or was this... Were they in on like were they doing this tongue in cheek like oh here's a here's a picture that's very close up you can't tell no this was suggested to them by the photographer he wanted to they wanted to do something fun and interesting obviously for these engagement photos I guess everyone does and they ag- agreed to this quirky suggestion by the photographer to stage an Italian esque photo shoot at dawn but not. By boarding a jet to Lake Como, doing it at 4 a.m. I'm sorry, 6 a.m. in front of an olive an olive garden that obviously is not operational because you can't have people walking in in their shorts. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. I'm really confused. What did they try and do? They didn't try and do anything. You said Lake Como. They didn't do this photo shoot by going to Lake Como. They did it by going to Olive Garden, this Italian oh, okay. um uh, photo shoot. Yeah. So they had to go at the crack of dawn, obviously. So they don't have like guys in cargo shorts. Oh, in the background. In the background. Right. Holding their um, plastic bag of that Olive Garden all leftovers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> their bre- unlimited breadsticks. Yeah. But soup, they always give you so salad. many, you got to take them home. They're so good. And they put them in a um, foil 
bag. You know, yeah, those bags of course. Keep, them, keep them fresh. Um, so they wanted these. They did kind of want Italian vibes for their melon. Bag. Fuck. That was like so dramatic. He saw a whale dick. And he's like, <laughs> whoa, land ho. <laughs> um, so I think it's cute that they did this. I think it's um, really the best way to do an engagement photo shoot, if you're going to do it, is to be funny with it. Yeah. I think. Don't do like... And they're being like sincere, absolutely sincere. They're kissing. Like they do all the sort of staples of engagement photos, holding her from behind with your arms around her waist. Yeah. Like the, the prom, the prom photo shoot. They're walking. They're strolling. I like the one where they're strolling. strolling. The pictures turned out great. It's very cute. They're very cute. Let me see it. not know it's an olive garden, except for I would know because I've been there now and it's olive gardens. They all have the same look. Yeah. It's a very beige photo shoot, I will say that. It's very um, terracotta and beige. Right, because they're both wearing white and beige. And and they're blonde. And they both have like a spray tan. (laughs) It's a lot of terracottas Look, if you're going to be a normie, this is the way to do it. (laughs) I I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate it for sure. I like it. Because Olive Garden, it's a nice little... Brick, like stone building. When you're here, you're family. Absolutely. So I hope they got some free um, food. Okay. I'm going to end this segment, not necessarily with a story, but with a debate. Mm. Oh, because no. Oh, no. viral this week. I guess it is kind of a story. It is an Am I the Asshole post that went viral on Twitter. And I have to say, it's one of those ones where I definitely see both sides of the debate. Okay. Am I the, so, a- let's just, let's, let's tell them what it let's is. Let's tell them what am I the asshole is first for people who don't know. Tell them. Am I the asshole is a subreddit where people submit instances where they're not sure if they're the bad guy in a situation or not. And people in the comment section will weigh in and say either, yes, you're the asshole in this situation or no, you're not. The other person's completely unreasonable, but da 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 da. And these posts will often get posted to Twitter so that uh, discourse can be started with a whole new crop of people. And oftentimes, to me, it's very clear yes. who the asshole is. Yes. It's always like very like, that person's clearly the asshole. Or right. It could be the person writing it or not. Now this one, I'll just give you the rundown. Um, a girlfriend asked her boyfriend if he wanted her to bake a cake for his birthday. He requested chocolate cake with chocolate frosting. She bakes a chocolate cake with chocolate frosting on the outside and a layer of vanilla frosting on the inside, something that he has had in the past and liked. He eats around the vanilla frosting and she asked if he liked it. He tells her he's disappointed that it wasn't 100% chocolate. They have a fight and then he goes to Reddit to ask if he's the asshole in the situation. Now, I also want to add that he was also upset that it was his special day. He said it was my special day. And he's like 35 or something. He's 34, she's 36. And she's not speaking to him right now. They got they're in a standoff over this cake, over this birthday cake. Now, I uh, when I read this cuz people were posting about it yesterday, I I I read it and I was like, honestly, cuz the person who uh posted it, their comment was like she's clearly in the wrong. And, and, I w- it, 
And it had a bunch of likes. Yeah, and I was like, I don't, I don't know about that. Somebody posted on Twitter this week that this woman who made the chocolate cake with the vanilla frosting, which the boyfriend specifically asked for cho- chocolate and only chocolate, that the woman was the asshole in this situation. And tens of thousands of people on Twitter agreed with her. But I agree with you, Desi. First of all, I think both the boyfriend and the girlfriend are weirdos. That's my opinion. But I lean towards him being the bigger asshole. Yeah. So I, I do think it's weird if someone asks for that spe- that cake to not just make it for them. Yeah. If you specifically asked. Also, it seems more difficult to me to add a second fo- frosting flavor. But in my opinion, she might have been just like, ooh, and I'll make it extra good by adding this vanilla in the center. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can see her thinking, even if it was misplaced. Uh, this is why I need more context. I need context. I need to hear the woman's side of the story because, yes, if that was her reasoning that she thought she was doing something and thought, oh, this will be special, he'll like this because it's unexpected. Or maybe this is a pattern of behavior with her where she does these little things that, yes, in this instance, it seems like it shouldn't be a big deal, but what if this is a pattern of behavior on her part where she's constantly sort of doing these little kind of jabbing things at her boyfriend? And this was his last straw? Here's why I don't think that's the case. Because in these posts, they always bring up this is the fifth time she's done something. Right. They usually do bring it up. That's true. So I don't necessarily know... I, I kind of lean towards that not being the case, although I do agree I would love to question her about yeah. it. I would love to get them both on and ask my follow-up questions because I do need more details. But I have to say, like, part of it is my own little prejudice. When someone is an adult who still talks about their birthday as being this special day and everyone has to do everything they want, I'm a little bit like, fuck you. Yeah. You're 35 or 34. Like, yeah. I get doing things for your birthday or having things, but I'm going to, I draw the line where people are like, it's my birthday, <laughs> like whining about shit. It's like someone made you a cake. You like vanilla frosting. It's not like you can't stand it. Right. And it was basically what you wanted, but you chose to be petty and eat around the vanilla, even though you like it. That's crazy. To That's me. crazy. Like, that is someone being a dick, right? Like, yeah. I, yeah, it's so, this is like, um, this question feels like it was designed as a, a thought experiment for like um, some kind of like college class because like, it doesn't even seem real that this happened. See, I disagree because I feel like this was one of the more real am I the assholes. I'm not oh, saying, yeah. no, no, no. Oh, yeah. I believe that this actually happened, but I'm what I'm saying is because the answer is so not clear, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it feels like it's a thought experiment. It's like a philosophy challenge or something. Yeah, like you would hear this, this would be proposed in a college classroom. I didn't go to college, so I'm not 100% sure, yeah. but it feels like that's the vibe I'm to getting. To get a conversation going where people could have legitimate uh Arguments. Arguments for both sides. This would be right? like debate. I think the thing is, um, well, first of all, I do, the, I have a lot of feelings about this because I do get e- very easily disappointed if I want something and it doesn't come my way. This definitely would not bother me. Yeah. But I do question vanilla frosting in general on a chocolate cake. Really? Doesn't, doesn't really work for me. No, I wouldn't want that combination. It wouldn't be disgusting to me. I would eat it. But it's not like a thing I feel like 
Is that common? I mean, I used to always get those like grocery store slices of cake. And okay. sometimes they have like the, it's not like vanilla specifically, but it's like white frosting. Yeah. So I, I, don't, I don't really like that. I like chocolate frosting or cream cheese frosting. Like I'm pretty picky about frosting. I like a white frosting. Yeah. I like an artificial ass white frosting. Yeah, we've had this discussion. I cannot stand it. I will. I would never eat grocery store cake. That's where I draw the line. Mm, I hate I will. it. I love it. Yeah, it's a different thing for me though. It's like eating a fast food version of something and a homemade version. Right. Yeah, I like it. I like. I would rather eat a snack cake in a plastic wrapper than grocery store cake. So I'm not opposed to fake ass, gross chemical things. I just don't like grocery store frosting. I find it disgusting. Like, oh, I hate it. I love it. Um, um, so, but yeah, I I definitely think the guy came off worse in this, in my opinion. Well, it was his response to it that he didn't. It would have. He would have come off not as bad as if he said. Does anyone else think this is weird that my girlfriend, that I asked my girlfriend for this kind of cake when she offered to make me a cake, but she didn't make that kind of cake? Like, I still ate it. It was good. But does anyone else think that's, like, weird? Right. Is that, should I be reading something into this more? Yeah. Like, yeah, his reaction is, because he forced her to ask a question that he was then able to tell her the honest truth. Right? Yeah. Because you could picture him being a big baby where she's like, is everything okay? Yeah. So that's where it's like, come on, dude, you're 34 years old. Why are you still communicating this way? But then I also go back to, why didn't she just make the chocolate chocolate cake? Because she did. She just added an extra element. But like why? If she, I don't know why, but I think it would be different if she made a completely different a chocolate cake with vanilla frosting. It was just an additional aspect to the cake. Do you know what I mean? Like... The outside was covered in chocolate frosting. I need her side of the story. I, I need, do too. I need to know why she did that, if it was for petty reasons or if she genuinely was like, I really just thought I was doing something. I might be a little sensitive because one time I did make a cake for someone who wanted chocolate frosting on a chocolate cake, and I did exactly that, but it wasn't the exact type of cake they wanted. They wanted a specific one. They're like mom made them. But did you know that? No. Okay. Well, that's different. No, but it was like, I was irritated because I was like, well, give me the recipe or do you know what I mean? So don't tell me you don't like it. They asked you to make them a cake. You did, but then they whined because it wasn't the specific cake they wanted you to know by telepathy. Right. It wasn't the, I was like, I don't know what your memory cake is. You don't even know. (laughs) Like you had some memory of probably some boxed cake, yeah, which is fine. But like I just made, I found a good recipe of a chocolate chip cake with chocolate frosting. Anyway, it was That's just kind weird. of like, yeah. So when I read it, it kind of brought me back to that. Yeah. So it's like I don't know what he said to her. And he might. He like. Did he specifically say? And whatever you do, don't put that fucking vanilla frosting near it. Like, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I need her side of the story to make a um, informed decision. That would be like a really fun podcast where you just have internet beef people on and break it down and kind of discuss. Because <laughs> I need to know. I always have a million follow up questions for these. Yeah, I'm always like, hold on now. <laughs> well, because sometimes with a story like this, you, there's information missing. He's leaving something out because it's too weird of a quandary. It is too weird. Right, because her reaction makes her seem like she's completely blindsided 
And he's telling us the story. Right. Like, that she's not talking to him. It's like, well, what's going on there? And is and that's why, is there some sort of ongoing thing? What are you not telling us about this? Is this a pattern of his behavior where he's a petulant child about everything? Or he expects or, you to read his mind. Or he, yeah. yeah, he expects you to read his mind and he's a big complainer. Yeah. I don't we don't know. know. I need more answers. And, and I want to taste the cake. And I want to taste the cake. <laughs> I want to know if it was a good cake. I want to see a picture of the cake. And I hope that we get, I hope that she sees the post because it's a very specific incident. So she'll, if she ever oh, yeah. sees it, she'll know it's about her. I hope to God <laughs> we get a follow-up from her. Me too. I want to know her side. Because I just picture her being like, ooh, and I'll add the vanilla and the stuff. I picture her being genuinely thrilled with her little uh, you know, concept of adding right. the vanilla in the center, kind of like uh, the cream filling and like a ding-dong or like whatever. Like it's a surprise. Like, yes. Um, <laughs> right. And it's not like, oh, he has an allergy to whatever, vanilla yeah. frosting. Because um, I do agree. She went extra. I don't, maybe she didn't have to and whatever, but she did go to extra effort to do this second frosting, right? Because you're making yeah. two frostings. That's difficult. It's just, I keep going back and forth because part of me is like, that is weird on her part. Why? But then another part of me is like, someone made you a gift. They baked you a gift for your birthday. They didn't have to. It probably took... You know, it took time out of her day and she did it out of the goodness of her heart. And here you are bitching and moaning about it. Here's the thing for me personally, too. I cook so much for people and I I like doing it. Whenever someone cooks for me, I am so grateful. Yeah. Especially if it's remotely good. Right. Like, I'm always like, this is the greatest day. Because I didn't have to do anything, and I'm eating great food. I feel the same way. I'm always cooking for people. And so if somebody cooks me a meal, it is like something I have the utmost gratitude for. I just think even if I requested that and someone presented that with the vanilla in the middle, I'd be like, ooh, like I would be like enthused. I'd be like, oh my God, you went yeah. extra. Like Now, if they put something in the middle... If they put something in the middle that they knew I specifically didn't like, which wasn't the case, no, then I would think that that they were being passive aggressive, right? But in this case, it doesn't seem to be that way. So I'd be like, okay, there were for as many um, likes as the person on Twitter who said that the woman was in the wrong, and this was a woman saying this, and there were plenty. Aubrey, of, it's like that. Ask Aubrey or something. Okay, I don't know who this chick I don't is either, but I see her all the time. I, the only time I see this, because this was the woman who was like, she, the woman's in the wrong in this situation. And this account, I've only, the only context I have for this account, who's allegedly very popular on Twitter or has a lot of followers, is in the context of people going, I finally blocked asked, Ask Aubrey. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I see her all the time now, and it's mostly over, am I the asshole post? So is that like her thing? I have no idea. Does she I don't just know post who she those? is. It's like an anonymous looking photo where you kind of see her, but not really. So it's like, is that even her or is that just like a stock photo? Yeah, kind of looks like a stock photo. I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, that was the initial post. Uh, Okay, we'll be back. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've had a really stressful year with work and family stuff, and I know I'm not alone when I say I tend to push that stress down in order to get what I need done, done, and that only makes things worse. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. In the past, therapy has helped me navigate many situations from helping me to set boundaries to just becoming the best version of myself. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I love that it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HCS. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money, and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Desi, what podcasts and or music are you listening to this week? Well, I don't have any podcasts. <laughs> you think I finally do it. We know. I, just I revert I revert to my uh go-to. I just listen to those mostly recaps cuz I really busy this past week writing. Yeah. So I don't really have time to get into um any serious stories. Hmm. I just need to listen to bullshit. Right. So a lot of recaps fit that bell. Um But we love but good bullshit. Right. I mean, I say bullshit with absolute affection. Yeah. I just meant like I can't follow a true crime story or something where I have to pay attention. It has Same. to be like background if I miss something, it's not devastating. Um, so I did see that there was this list thing going around where it was like pick 20 songs. Did you see that? Okay. On Twitter all week. I don't know who started this, but somebody's like, Hey everyone post your post 20 songs that are like your favorite songs. And you can't use the same band twice. That's like one of the other caveats. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yes. So first of all, the only reason I even contemplated this for one second is because I'm writing. And I was like, oh, maybe I should <laughs> think about 
out what my 20 songs are instead I, of working. I did the same thing. I thought about it, but I was like, I'm not going to post this. Wh- who's going to like it? Desi and like one other person? Like who cares? Also, it's way too much work. So I, what happened was I started, um, I started thinking like initially of like, what's my, one of my favorite artists? Cause you obviously have to pick your artist that you like too. And I was like, okay, let's say Bowie. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> pick a favorite song. Like every time I was like, that one? No. I was like, oh, what about that one? I, I was like, I can't pick one Bowie song for you my can, list. Because you can't repeat the same artist. Yeah. Like that was just like, or just to have to choose one is like, what do I have a fucking gun to my head? Why Why do I care? Yeah. I don't need this pressure. <laughs> like it just like took me out to like just my from the moment I started. I was like, this is like something guys like doing. Guys love to make lists. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone I follow who did this is a fucking guy. Every guy. I didn't see any women doing this. And maybe this just because it was our <laughs> timelines because we follow a lot of the same people. And I'm not hating on any of those guys because I honestly did look at every list. I, I like saw. looking at the list, but I think it's like a I think it's like a brain thing where guys love making fucking lists and they love trivia. Like they love this kind of stuff. But you know what I will say? I didn't see any lists that were particularly um revelatory or that like I, I'm just like oh that makes sense for that guy oh yeah you weren't like whoa where'd this Bismarck song from or like whatever like, like a, it was some random like a deep cut Bismarck well because it's always people who are where it's very esoteric or like things you've never heard of like indie bands where it's like or, okay we get it or or it's, or it's just like yeah I've heard you talk about this artist a million times on Twitter like of, yeah I knew that right but it was also like um, one of the other rules, I think, I think maybe was something like makes you instantly happy whenever you hear it. But then there were like depressing songs. Exactly. So See, it's like, it was oh, just confusing. Here's how I think this kind of list, because it is difficult for me personally, because I love music and I listen to a lot of different kinds of music. It would be difficult picking 20 songs with just that broad of a category. It, I need something specific, like your top songs from um like your that that came out when you were in high school something that's like a, a more a time frame a time frame or a specific genre maybe i mean they're all difficult in my opinion cuz it's definitely one of those things where you're like oh i forgot like i'd be like for years later oh i forgot i should have put that down yeah like, <laughs> that would be my brain forever regretting what no one else even is thinking about i also would want i also question whether some people are being honest i'm like mm. really because there's a lot of songs that instantly make me happy when i hear it that i feel like um you know people might consider like that's not a cool song that's what's sort of interesting about list because they're supposedly revealing things, but they're also curating what they reveal. Yes. So some people are trying to make things that are so cool and that's revealing in its own way. And some people are very carefully not being cool. Like it's just kind of interesting to figure out what they're doing. This is why I very rarely post my Spotify end of year list because look, it's a lot of stuff that's like, what the hell was going on there? I only, I've only ever posted it when I have like two back to back to songs that are like, insane like at the ballet from a chorus line and like Snoop Dogg or something yeah. like I was like why did I listen to those two songs the most right like that's sort of funny to me because those are real 
Like that's what you really did, did yeah. you know, unless you're like some psycho who's like planning that year of end thing. Like, Which I would never do. No, I'm way too lazy and I can't, I can barely keep my things I have to do together. I'm going to add something. Also my year end list, like sometimes it's like virtually the same from year to year because I'm like not even ex- expanding my musical horizons. <laughs> oh yeah. Mine are literally almost always the same. So I did, I also did listen to a lot of musical theater since we spoke to the boys from reality gaze a few episodes ago i did sort of start listening to a few songs or a few albums um original cast recordings like obviously i had to listen to the u2 songs oh my god that spider-man which are (laughs) awful it just makes me laugh that they thought they were producing like a song that would be up there with carousel okay i This is so funny because the other day I was actually thinking about that again and getting angry that Bono and the Edge had the gall to call the Garfinkel mix, the Garfinkel mega mix of the best of Broadway in the past 60 years, trash. Because it is, look, you cannot like show tunes. That's fine. But you can't objectively say that every single show tune is like a bad song. Maybe you don't like it, but these are a lot of these songs are straight brilliant. And you're just being a snob, in my well, opinion. And it's like, to be honest, I would love to see the mix. Yeah. Because while I think that that's crazy to say, there could be weird choices where it's like out of context. This song, a lot of songs might not work outside of the play, but usually the the big old showstoppers work alone and are right. usually done as standards. Uh, oftentimes, I just think it's rude to not acknowledge that it's an it's an art form and it might not be for you, right? But to not acknowledge that there is there are a ton of brilliant show tunes. Oh my god! I mean, absolutely. And it's like I could trash you two's albums, right? And I will. No, and <laughs> I'll trash their music, even though um, I completely respect and acknowledge that they're wildly successful for a reason. It's just not for me. Right. And and there might be genres within musical theater you don't like. Then there is. Yeah, like for me. there's a ton of types of musical theater and I don't like them all, uh for sure. Um but I would never trash the Garfinkel mix. No. <laughs> never. We but need, I would be curious. We, I want to see what's on it. We need he needs to release the Garfinkel mix cuz maybe it would be somewhere I'm like I hate that one. Right. Some of them are Overplayed, like that would be for me. Where like I'm sick of hearing 76 trombones or whatever. But not not to you too, because they never heard any. They musicals. needed the music. They needed the mix. They needed the music man. But I wonder if you never are into musical theater, you get this mix of musical <laughs> theater. It must be kind of shocking, right? Because it's wildly different than pop or rock music. Totally, because you have like I mean, imagine hearing pick a little, talk a little. <laughs> For the first time, and you'd never seen the music man before, and you're like, what's going on? Yeah, because some of them don't make sense outside of the play. Yeah. But if you like the play, you obviously know them all. I just uh, I just don't understand how you could listen to, to a Sondheim song, regardless of what you think of musical theater, and not think this is a brilliantly constructed piece of music. Well, and that's one of the musicals I was listening to was Into the Woods. And I was I was listening to it thinking like, Damn, this is complicated music. Like his music is like, how do you listen to that and be like, like they can't do that? He YouTube? was a genius. Yeah. Like you too, you cannot create anything that Sondheim created. He could probably write a bad rock song. 
right. kidding. Like, but you can't. You could never. You could never write not getting married tonight. Yeah. You could never write being alive. Yes, you couldn't do it. You could not he do could it. Write a beautiful day in probably five minutes. <laughs> he can write it as fast as it takes to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. It, it's just. Yeah. It's a. It's. It was offensive to me. It is. So anyways, I was listening to a lot of musical theater and that was like, that's something I always kind of go back into. In fact, I was, I was, I did notice that, um, I looked up some theater that's going on in LA and I saw that next week is the last week that Les Mis is at the Pantages and I'm seriously considering going. Maybe we should go. We should go. We should go. Because I've never, that would be really fun. I've never seen it on stage. And that has really good music. Like, the yeah. songs are... There's so many iconic songs from that musical. I mean, I'm just of the Les Mis generation. Yeah. That play came out when I was a kid, and it was like Oops. everyone was obsessed. Right. Uh, in New York, at least. And I did one of the songs for that in, a, in one of my chorus performances. So I'm like very uh, sentimental attachment to it. So it would be really fun. And it's at the... Pantages is like... I love that theater. It's, it's an iconic so, theater. Yeah. Anyway, what about you? Um, I... Let's see the last thing I listened to. Because my podcast... My podcast is not popping off right now. All right. So I was at the gym... And I, I was listening to Usher, apparently. Yeah. I was, <laughs> was listening. <laughs> I don't I, have a story for that. <laughs> I, was, I was listening to You Don't Have to Call, an Usher, probably one, one of the best Usher songs. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's a Neptune's jam. Neptune's was very big when I was in high school. You gotta love the Neptunes. The Neptunes, this was a magical time when the Neptunes and Timbaland was producing everything. Oh my God. And it was just like a brilliant era. That's what made Justin Timberlake's debut album so successful. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Because he had incredible producers. That was like the era of producers when they were really like, that was almost the name you looked for more than the artist almost like. I mean, it was such a producer as big as the artists that were singing the songs. Yeah, absolutely. Timbaland, and they had a distinct style. Timbaland, like, Dark Child. Dark Child was like a very pop, like a lot of pop artists. Yeah. Like um, obviously like Destiny's Child and Britney Spears, Backstreet mm. Boys, the Neptunes, which they produced fucking everything. Yeah. Damn, they made so much money. I know. I, I was thinking, I was, I guess I've been in kind of like a Neptune, a Neptune's mood because there was a video that kind of like was posted a few, like maybe a week ago on Twitter. I think Complex posted it and it was um, talking about the making of the beat for, uh, for the clip song Grinding, Ooh. which is like one of the most iconic percussion moments in history. I love um, things that explain how a song is produced. Me too. I love watching production. Like, here's how it builds. Yeah, Add this. Like, that's what... Yeah, I love that. There's I can like, watch those endlessly. There's like that famous video that I went viral like maybe a year ago of Dave Grohl explaining how he utilized the drums in You Drop the Bomb on Me. Yeah. In Smells Like Teen Spirit. 
And oh, I wow. thought that was like revelatory. I love that stuff. I love hearing them too, like back to back, like side by side or yeah. when they post those kind of videos. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. So yeah, I guess I've, I've been in a, a Neptune's mood. There's plenty of like the best of <laughs> Neptune's produced music on, on Spotify. Yeah. Um, I haven't really been listening to a lot of interesting podcasts. I mean, I'm still listening to like the same ones I mentioned yeah, me last too. week. The, I, that are good. I promise one week I'm going to listen to a new one. I'm going <laughs> to... All, all new podcasts next week. Yeah. I'm going to drop one. And everyone's going to be like, whoa. Maybe if we guest on someone else's show... We'll talk about it. Do you have like a, a really exciting podcast? Maybe we'll guest on your show and then we'll talk about it. Oh, I do have one I want to watch. I want to listen to because I, I do want them to put me on the podcast. What? I can't remember what it's called right now. I'm so sorry. Is it one of two gay guys who you have to t- bring a movie in that you think is gay and then they roast you if it's not gay enough? Oh. But there's no way. There's no I, way. I would, I would definitely do well in this challenge. Yeah. I, I would I know, too. And I know subtle gay. Right. Like I wouldn't just pick something obvious. Right. I'd pick something that would be like very gay, mm. but not not obvious. Anyway, it might be something like Two Queens, something. The name of their show? Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet. I just saw someone else <laughs> I know was on it, and I was like, I should be on that show. <laughs> I mean, I, I do, I did follow it, but I haven't listened to it yet. So. If you if you think Desi and I should be a guest on someone else's podcast, you're more than welcome to tag us and be like, why haven't you asked Desi and Rachel? Yeah, do to- it for us. We don't look like we're trying. Yeah, we don't want to, <laughs> we, we don't like imposing. Absolutely. I really, I really don't like imposing. There's like people who Desi and I have like been acquaintances or friendly acquaintances or even friends with for years that I've never invited us on their show. Yeah. So they probably intimidated. Not that I'm bitter about it, <laughs> but why? <laughs> Why have why have you never invited me on your show? Absolutely, that's weird, right? I mean, are we supposed to invite them first? I mean, I have no. There's idea. There's people we've had on our shows before. Yeah, absolutely. So what's that about? Another mystery for um, Ask Aubrey. <laughs> we should do an "Am I the asshole?" Post. Yeah, am I the asshole for having? Uh, resentments that I should probably talk to my sponsor about uh, for not being invited on uh, a friendly acquaintances podcast, even though I had them on my podcast 10 years ago or whatever. I mean, I should just bug people. They should, they would be happy to have me. See, I just never know what the proper protocol is because both of us are bad at this kind of stuff. Right. So we don't know if it's us being shy or if we're like if we're supposed to be bugging people, yeah. Or if we just need to like get over it, get over it, and shut up. They can say no. That would we're be embarrassing. Forcing, we're not showing up in their studio. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, anyway, what? what else? Okay, what'd you eat? Um, once again, I don't have anything good. Mm. Well, I, did I, make some I got soup. something. You oh, made yeah. some. Okay, well, tell us about your soup. It's not that interesting. Tell us about your donut thing. Desi. <laughs> <laughs> um, for reasons that I don't need to get into, I had a dozen donuts in my house on Saturday night. Mm. I only ate one of them. Mm-hmm. 
Brendan also only ate one of them. So the next day we had all of these donuts and you know you can't eat a donut the next day. It's not the same. No. It's stale. They get stale really fast. You got to eat them day of. And these were like end of the night donuts, so they weren't even that good Mm. to begin with. Yeah. So not, you know, not wanting to be wasteful, I was like, what can I do with all of these donuts? And I decided, well, obviously, what do you do with stale bread? You make a bread pudding. Yeah. So I made a bread pudding out out of these donuts. And I will say that while it was very delicious... I couldn't tell that it was donuts and not bread. Regular soft delicious bread. I could have just used regular soft delicious bread. But the whole point is using what you have or using making something with those old donuts. Yeah, I just wanted to I just wanted to say that it wasn't like you need the donuts. I you need the donuts to make good bread pudding. Like it still tasted just like it was very good. But I now mean, the now the problem is I have all this bread pudding. <laughs> I mean, how could you go wrong? But what am I going to... I can't eat all of that. No. So I can you freeze bread pudding? Probably. I don't know how to I do need it. To, I need to look this up because I, I. it would be nice to freeze it so that I have this like stash of, oh, I want a dessert. Well, I got a little square bread you pudding. You freeze it in like individual servings. Yes. I bet you you can freeze it. I Airtight. Feel like, yeah. I think you can freeze it. I bet you you would just can. microwave it. Like, or put it in the toaster oven. Like yeah. it depends it. how wet, wet it is. Is it wet? No, or, it's no. not too wet. So it's kind of a drier. Yeah. It's not a drier bread pudding. It was very moist. Yeah, but it was. It held I'm just together. thinking of how to cook it, recook it. You know what I mean? That would depend. I would on. toast it in the oven or something. Yeah, or let it defrost and toast it. But who knows? Like, because because <clears throat> freezing an egg product is difficult. I think could be. I think when it's a custard, though, mm. it helps because right. I've had frozen quiche and oh, stuff that's like true. that. I think a that's custard true. makes it different because Trader Joe's they make great frozen quiches. Yeah, so I think you can definitely freeze it. I'm just I'm thinking about the reheat. Like I would probably microwave it to heat it all the way through and then crisp it. But you put it you put a quiche in the oven. But a those, frozen quiche. Those are like. Yeah, but then you have to cook it a long time. I'm just thinking, would it dry out the bread? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean I, that's what I would do. I would microwave it first and then cook it. In the I'm going to try it because I don't want to. Now I don't want to throw out all the bread pudding. That's the thing I didn't account for. I'm like, well, I don't want to put this to waste. But how am I going to eat? I mean, I was a whole. It filled up an entire nine by thirteen pan. It gave you something to do. It did give me something to do. <laughs> And I felt like I was do- it was being like very um, useful that night. Now I was laughing because someone posted a similar recipe. Oh my god, what's going on in there? Uh, Melon and Kugel are fighting, and Kugel just hissed. <gasps> he just turned towards me and went <laughs> with all his teeth showing, not at me, but from what Melon was doing to him. It was just very dramatic. Oh. He looked like a Halloween cat. He's so cute. Um, the someone posted a donut bread pudding from their family cookbook. Sonia, Sonia, it was so funny because I don't know where she's from. I I think she lives in Upper. Uh, I'm sorry, Upper East Side, in like on the East Coast, like she, Northern. Yeah, uh, but it had some very Southern elements to this dessert because there was um, a can of fruit cocktail in it, which is 
always makes me laugh because that is such a thing I had growing up where there'd be just like a can of fruit cocktail. Yeah. Well, first of all, there's fruit cocktail cake, which is like a yellow cake with just fruit cocktail can in it. Which I made. (laughs) I made that a couple of years ago and it was so good. It's really good. There's a lot of those weird desserts in that type of cookbook where it's like, the church cookbook or right. the family cookbook. So it made me laugh. Also, it had another classic, that type of dessert ingredient, which is a can of condensed milk mm. or evaporated milk. I can't remember. I think it was condensed because it's sweet. I bet it was that. I want to make the, this family recipe because it honestly looks good. And it's made with specifically Krispy Kreme donuts. Well, that's how you know it's a more modern <laughs> recipe, right? It's yeah. not from like the 1800s. No, it had Krispy Kreme, which made me laugh because I was like, those are really sweet and condensed milk is really sweet. Yeah. So this thing must be popping off with the sugar. Like, yeah. It is like crazy. So I agree. I told people I would love to see more family recipes. I love family recipes. Yeah. I have a few cookbooks that people made for their families and I'm like, can I have one? Because I love looking through them. Uh, and there's some good recipes in there, but they always have recipes like that where it's like these sort of combinations of processed food type things with, you know what I mean? Like a yeah. bread pudding with Krispy Kremes and can't fruit cocktail. It's just, it was just a funny combination. No, uh, my mom always used to do those like local, the like town, whatever cookbooks. Yeah. Like the community cookbooks. Yeah. I, I love them. Chinese chicken salad. She had a good Chinese chicken salad recipe. Very savory, not like a sweet one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. It's always a classic. So yeah, I don't have any other food. She had one recipe for salsa. This is just like a vivid memory from my childhood. She had, my mom had like a recipe for salsa in one of these community cookbooks. And I'll never forget the blurb. Like when it came out, it was, she was like this, you know, my kids love this salsa. They'll even eat it with, um, instead of chips, they'll have it with um, like veggies and they don't even miss the chips. I did miss the chips. Yeah. I don't know why she wrote that. Because <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm thinking of sticking like a carrot stick in salsa. I remember, I do remember her, I do remember her serving it sometimes with veggie, whatever, to get us to eat veggies. But I did miss the chips, mom. Yeah. You that, hardly miss it. It's like, no. No. And I know she. <laughs> I don't know why. I just remember that, that little blurb. She's like, my kids don't even miss the chips. We no, don't. there's nothing funnier than calling out your mom's bullshit as a kid. That I miss the <laughs> chips. When they say something in front of their friends, you're like, no. Like, it's just like really fun to do. But I did, I did, I did eat a lot of vegetables as a kid. But in that instance, I yeah. wanted the tortilla chips. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm sure that I'm sure the salsa was delicious, mom. I mean, all fresh salsas are pretty good. Their right? mom's a fabulous cook. Yeah. She's a great cook. I did make a salsa. This week? Actually, I did. For, I forgot. Because I had some corn tortillas I needed to use, so I just fried them mm. all up. Nice. And then I had a bunch of cherry tomatoes in my garden bed. So I actually did something I saw a recipe of, and I was like, hmm, not so sure about that. But then I did it because I didn't have enough tomatoes. And that was combining tomatoes with peach for a salsa. Oh. Because I saw a peach, 
I saw a peach tomato salad. I keep seeing this peach tomato salad with bar- like a bar- like a caprese, but with peach. What? And tomatoes? Yes. So I keep seeing it. And I was like, I don't know about that. But I keep seeing it from ple- people I trust, right? Because I like, think peaches subbing out tomatoes for caprese is a good idea. But I don't know about them together. Well, it was good. Mm. I was shocked. Because I, I, like I said, I've seen it and I was like, I don't know. Why? Why have them together? Yeah. I mean, they're both summer. But I fucking ate the shit out of it. It was good. Yeah. And I, I was like one of those sauces. I'm like, here's what I have. I have hardly enough tomatoes. I have some cilantro. I have red onion. I have these peaches. So I needed some more tomatoes. I didn't have enough. Uh, so I cut them up and added it. I put, I didn't have lime. So I put like vinegar, a little vinegar and oil. And it was fucking good. Wow. I have to say it was really surprisingly good. Like I was scraping it up. I was like, (laughs) and then I dropped some on my, on the floor because I was such a pig about it. And I was like, oh, (laughs) like it was like precious. (laughs) It was like literally like not that much salsa. Yeah. It was like a half a cup or whatever. It sounds good. It was really good. So if you've been seeing those peach and tomato recipes and thinking, what? It was, (laughs) it was good. I have to say I was shocked. Yeah. Because it gave it a sweetness. It has a similar texture in a salsa, like. Uh, and it worked. I don't know. But I agree. I've seen like mango or peach salsas without tomatoes. Um, so if you're ever desperate and you have a peach lying around, <laughs> nice. have at it. Uh, yeah. So that's all I have. Buy tickets to our show in Austin if you're in the Austin area or if you're feeling ambitious and you're like, I'm going to get a plane ticket to Austin. It's a good week to be there. There's lots, lots of stuff happening on. that week in Austin, and you should definitely see us on September 26th, 7.15 p.m. at Cap City Comedy Club. Get tickets, because you might not be able... They might sell out soon. You don't know. You and don't. there's reserved seating, so you want to probably get those good seats. Yeah. With a ta- nice little table, so you can eat food. Yeah, we want you to eat lots of food while yeah. you're watching us. sit up front. Chow eat, down. Eat your wings while you're laughing. Chow down at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Do you remember that? Wait, what? <laughs> it was Is like, that an episode title? No, oh. no, it's not. It's it was a video made like over ten years ago. It was like Willem Detox, oh, and someone else, uh, another queen, and it was like during when Chick Fil A, like everyone. Like Chick Fil A, yeah. Like when Chick Fil A came to L A. and like it was like. They're giving money to all these like horrible anti-gay organizations. So they made like a really funny music video that was in the same. It was the same melody. It was like um, "Hold On" by Wilson Phillips. Oh my god! But it was "Chow On" at Chick Fil A. <laughs> that was like the my first time being aware of like detox and Willem was from oh that my video. God. I need to I need to look for it's it. It's really funny. Yeah, because it opened right in West Hollywood. Hollywood. Is it Hollywood? It was like Sunset and Highland. Oh, right. For some I, rem- I always think it's on Santa Monica, and then I always, I I feel like I was looking for it once. I was you're, like, I thought it was on Santa Monica. You're thinking of Cuckoo Roo. Do you remember Cuckoo of Roo? Of course. <laughs> what, they're gone. That was my first chicken place in LA. Really? Like when I went to that one that was kind of like a Boston Market style. What about El Pollo Loco? Well, that's like a, that's more like fast food. I feel like Cuckoo Roo was trying to be like, a little above fast food, like really, slightly. yeah, that's my opinion. Because, well, first of all, when I lived in Santa Monica, there was a Cucuru right on like Wilshire 
and 20th Street, like right in Santa Monica. And I was like walking distance from my apartment. So I used to go there a lot. And they had a really good chicken pot pie, but at some point they changed the recipe and then I never went back again. Because <laughs> the so chicken mad. it was like a it went from being like a homemade chicken pot pie or it's seemingly homemade to like a, a clearly frozen one. Mm. And the homemade chicken pot pie I probably ate it so many times because I was like, love chicken pot pie. Yeah. And it was fucking good. And then they shifted. I feel like it became more corporate or well, something. Well, now they're out of business. So that's what happens. Don't but fucking you- change your pot pie, <laughs> you dumbass. <laughs> wow. But I lived I lived by Kukuru and California Chicken Kitchen or whatever. California Chicken Pe- Cafe. No, California Chicken Cafe. Chicken Cafe. I lived literally by both of them, and oh, I would go there all the time. You're just chicken it up. I was chicken it up uh, for sure. But that was like my first experience in LA. I was like, oh, there's all these chicken. They fucking love chicken. They love chicken in LA. <laughs> they love it. I forgot about California Chicken Cafe. Oh, yeah. That's where you get like a pasta salad with shredded white meat chicken and broccoli. The it's like I that. To, it's like that vibe. <laughs> the thing I used to get was their Chinese chicken salad, which had uh, rotini pasta in it as well. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot to mention. I forgot to mention that when I'm referring to this pasta salad, it's rotini pasta. It's all rotini all the time at California Chicken Cafe. But they had. I remember eating that salad, and those little rotini bites were so weird because it shouldn't be in a salad necessarily yeah or a chinese chicken salad it's like what but i would always be like oh those were like the precious bites in the salad the carb bites the carb bites i remember just really enjoying those carb bites you can get like a wrap or you get like the little plate that's like a quarter chicken like breast oh, right. breast and wing or thigh and drumstick and then you get like some weird flatbread and then like a weird side where it's like you get the pasta salad or like Yams, right? But, but not had that weird flatbread because I remember rolling the salad up in it. But the yams aren't like creamy; they're just like straight up steamed, yeah. just like plain kind of mashed steam. It's such a weird. I haven't been there literally in fifteen years. Probably. I think there's one on Melrose. There is because I remember passing it when I would be like near your house sometimes. My old house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not on. It wasn't on the way, but if I was down in that area, yeah. By Melrose and La Brea. It's like right over there. Yeah. It's kind of by Moza, actually. It's on that strip between um, La Brea and Highland. Oh, it's on right, Melrose. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah. Um, fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> local, <laughs> local LA chicken establishments. Yeah. So I guess that's the um, name of this episode. No, the I'm best, <laughs> but the best local LA chicken establishment. Roscoe's for sure. One of the best. Oh. There, there are other good chicken establishments, but like... As far as like a sort of chainy vibe. Well, one that, yeah, there, there's multiple locations, like, yeah. Well, there's a lot of good fried hot chicken now, too. Yeah, well, that's like... That's yeah, not you can You can get more fried hot chicken here now. Yeah. Anyway, so. this is like riveting. We got to go. Chicken episode. Goodbye. I'm not naming this after chicken. <laughs> I need to find a good title for this. It's not, I don't know. I can't promise. Whale penis. Can I call this episode whale penis? Yeah. Of course. Why? You think we'll get like censored? No, no, no. It's not that. I just mean, is that even a good title? What's a oh. good penis pun? Um, 
Loch Ness penis. The lo- <laughs> That's not a pun. The Loch Nessie. The Cock Ness monster. Penis-y. Cock Ness monster. <laughs> Cock Ness monster. That's the title of this episode. Bye. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.